a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News, and uh, we're going to look at some uh, national polling now in terms of where we are and what comes next, what people are feeling throughout the country. Uh, Very pleased to be joined uh, live from New York, uh, our New York expert and inside source, Scott Rasmussen, independent pollster. Scott, how's New York today? Let's start there. Well, New York is uh, pretty much the same as it's been for the last few weeks of the lockdown, but uh, kind of gray outside as well. So, you know, it's just just part of the process, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Well, you just conducted a uh, a new national poll uh, be- uh, between April 24th and 26th, uh, really trying to get a sense of where people are in terms of what we've been going through for the last 45-plus days in terms of kind of the, the stay safe, stay home, whether you call it a directive or an order uh, what's the general feeling out there of the populace? Well, you know, first of all, I think we have to uh, to start with the basics. Uh, when when this thing first hit and lockdown orders were initiated, uh, most people thought then and still think they were a good idea. Seventy two percent say that they were appropriate government actions uh, to help uh, save lives and prevent the spread of the disease. Only fourteen percent disagree with that. And, and by the way, it's also important to note it's. Not that people think it was just okay for big cities. I think it was appropriate throughout the country. But we're clearly shifting right now. If we ask if the um, shutdowns are appropriate today, just half the country says yes. People in urban areas more likely to think they're appropriate. People in rural areas less likely to do so. Uh, Looking ahead, though, we see a time when just if if they continue even for another 60 days, people are saying, nah, that's going to be a really bad thing. And the reason is because people are beginning to recognize that it's not a choice between you stay home and you be safe or you go outside and you're putting yourself at risk. There are very real issues and concerns with the enforced isolation that we've had. Uh, 73% say it's important for their mental well-being that they get to see some people face-to-face again soon, and 61% are concerned about the health effects. And, boy, the reason for this is uh, most people are starting to see some things firsthand. About a third have a close friend or family member who has been severely depressed during the lockdowns. One out of four have someone close to them who is drinking too much. And 35% say they themselves have either put on weight or had some other kind of of health issue because of this lockdown. So we're at a point where people are saying, okay, you know, it was necessary up front to take some action, but now the costs are beginning to shift in the other direction. Yeah, I think that's so fascinating. And, and I think the mental health component is, is such an interesting uh, angle to look at in terms of how people are feeling or people they know, how they're feeling or how they're struggling with it. 
uh, the weight thing. I'm just using that as a free pass, uh, you know, for a little extra, <laughs> little extra pounds here uh, rolling into summer. Uh, but but I wanted one of the things that really fascinated me that that jumped out. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, the number of people who were maybe drinking too much, uh, but yet it still shows that the American people don't like to be overregulated because while they a lot of people knew someone who maybe was drinking more than they normally would or could or should, uh, they really don't want the government to to lead out on deciding that for them. That's correct. Uh, look, the World Health Organization thinks that uh, you know, they, they acknowledge there's a problem of alcohol abuse that's associated with these lockdowns. And so they have recommended that uh, governments restrict access to alcohol. Uh, but you know what? Most people aren't going along with that. Only 30 percent of voters nationwide think that's the right approach. Half say, no, the better way to go at this is to ease the restrictions a little bit. And, Boyd, I think this is something that's really important. Uh, you know, we talked about a little bit last week. It's not flipping a switch. It's a little bit of a, a dial, a gradual transition. Uh, what we're seeing is the public is now shifting for a mode where, from a mode where they were primarily saying we need to lock down, we need to keep things cautious. Now we need to ease restrictions. It's not, uh, you know, throw open all the doors and uh, party like there's no tomorrow. It's much more of a sense of, okay, Let's ease the restrictions. Let's take some of this pressure off, and let's begin to get things back to normal. Uh, we have some other data that will be coming out in just a little bit showing that most voters also don't think they would turn in their neighbors for violating some of these orders. Because, again, there's a sense, uh, you know, there's there, there needs to be a little wiggle room to provide for some mental health folks. Yeah, I, I think there's such an interesting uh, connection in term, once you get to that level of, hey, are you going to, you know, are you going to take a, a picture out your window of uh, <laughs> your neighbor having a party or or having too many people or, you know, having over 20? Here in the state of Utah, we're opening up uh, uh, a little bit tomorrow. We'll, we'll ease up on some of the restaurants, on some of the uh, workout facilities, the gyms, uh, salons will ease a little bit. You can gather in groups of up to 20. Uh, so it will allow, as, as you said, Scott, some of that social connection which seems to me is, is one of the things that people are really longing for most, is even more than the economic connection, uh, they want that social connection. That's right. Absolutely. People are looking for society to be reopened, not just the economy. Uh, and I think uh, one of the really encouraging signs in the survey was that the more data people have, you know, the better they feel about reopening society, again, doing it in a cautious and, and re responsible manner. Uh, but, you know, from the first reports a couple of months ago, we were told that this uh, coronavirus was especially deadly. You know, the, the share of people who caught it who died was much, much higher than uh, actually than the latest data has proved out. Well, people who are aware of the real numbers, who are aware of that, uh, of that trend, are much more likely to support the reopening of society. Those who are a little bit behind the curve uh, on the data are less supportive of reopening things. And, and what that tells me is that as we go through this process and people see what happens in places like Utah and Georgia and others where, where uh, things are opening up, uh, we're going to find probably we'll probably find some things that don't work that may be open too soon. We'll probably find more that people say that was pretty good. And, uh, and that'll build confidence in terms of the best ways to make this work. Uh, I, I think that's, uh, that's so important. We've been talking here, uh, uh, Natalie Gochner from the Kim Gardner 
Institute at the University of Utah, great economist, great thinker. Uh, she's been saying, you know, this isn't going to be a, a V recovery of just a, you know, down and then a spike up. It's not going to be a U with kind of a bottom. It's, it, it shouldn't be a, if we do it right, it won't be a W with, you know, multiple rises and drops. She said it really should be more of a, of a check mark of we've, we've come down and now we got to start uh, easing our way back up and, and easing our way back in. Uh, Scott, just in the final minute here, uh, anything surprise you in this national poll or anything that gives you something you're going to be looking forward to or looking, being aware of, uh, whether that's on the political front or on the social front uh, moving into the next couple of weeks? Well, you know, the the thing that is, I won't say it's surprising, but the thing that I'm going to be looking at the most carefully, uh, I, I, we already mentioned that people would prefer to ease restrictions rather than ban people from drinking. But there's still a really strong sense that the government ought to provide financial support for people rather than encouraging them to go back to work. Uh, I think, again, this comes from the idea that if you're at home, you're safe, and when you go out to work, you might be at risk. So uh, watching how people feel in terms of their comfort about going to work, about reopening the business side of things, is going to be the the uh, the next big, I guess, area of survey research. We know that people want to reopen society. We know it's beginning to happen. Uh, we know there are significant gaps between perceptions in the urban areas and rural areas. Uh, we know that we'll have some real live evidence coming up. But What's going to really make people feel good about saying, okay, we've reached the point where we think most people who uh, who aren't vulnerable um, can go back to work? Mm, fantastic. Great stuff, as always. Scott Rasmussen, Independent Pulser, joining us live from New York. Scott, always appreciate your uh, insight, and uh, we will talk to you very soon. Look forward to it. Thanks, boys. All right. Thanks, Scott. All right. We'll go ahead and step aside when we come back. Final segment We're going to talk about the challenge ahead of us and how we get the right perspective in order to sustain it for the long haul right here on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and Get ready, because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.